Hello, and welcome to The Promise of Discovery, a podcast where members and investigators at the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center talk about their research in intellectual and developmental disabilities. My name is Emmeline Bingham, and I am here with Dr. Blythe Corbett, who is a professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at the School of Medicine here at Vanderbilt. Good afternoon, Blythe. Good afternoon. It's so good to see you, Lynn. Likewise. It's really great to have you here. I'm so excited to be talking with you today about Sense Theater. And um, I'd like to know, before we get started, a little bit more about you and how you became involved in your work. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. I'd be happy to tell you because it's been an interesting path to get to this place. So even though right now I'm considered a clinical scientist and that's how most people know me, I actually, many years ago, I was a professional writer and actor. And so I was extremely influenced about the power of theater and how transformative that can be. And so that has really influenced the development of Sense Theater Uh, for children, adolescents, and now young adults with autism spectrum disorder. I spend the majority of my time doing clinical research, um, but I am a clinical psychologist. And like I said, I have a real strong background and interest in the arts and how they can play a pivotal role in interventions for children with autism spectrum disorder. And the field of clinical psychology is is so broad. I'm curious about um, how it was that you became interested in doing disabilities research. Mm. I'm really glad you asked that. So when I originally went to college knowing I wanted to go on to graduate school, I really thought I was going to work with adults and primarily working in counseling and do clinical psychology work. And then I did a research practicum with a young boy with autism spectrum disorder, which then we just called autism. And it was so impactful in my life that we could utilize things like video and working with peers to make an impact on a child with autism to help improve their social functioning and communication that it really started me on a very different trajectory with my career and knowing that I wanted to work with these kids. So can you tell us a little bit more about Sense Theater and how it you know, sort of how it evolved and sort of where it is today? Sure. So Sense Theater obviously utilizes theater techniques, but in a way to uh, try to improve social communication. We also use peers, so it's called a peer-mediated program. So we work with typically developing children and adolescents who have very good social communication skills. In other words, many of them are actually actors. And so they are considered expert models in social communication. And they also have wonderful, flexible thought and behavior, which is another thing that we want to teach children with autism. Perhaps I should step back for a moment and say that autism is defined by an individual who has difficulty with social communication. And also many of them have more rigid thinking and have um, kind of repetitive thoughts, interests, and behaviors. So flexibility is a challenge? Correct. Wonderful, okay. Um, I'm sure 
that there are some wonderful benefits for those participants with autism, but I'm curious, and we'll get to that in a minute, but right now I'm curious if there are also benefits for those who function as peers. So we need to study this more, but we have found anecdotally that a lot of our peers that participate in the Sense Theater program have reported a significant uh, influence on how they now perceive others with developmental disabilities, but also how they perceive themselves. So many of them, for example, might go into acting and it might be a personal pursuit, but then when they realize that their gifts, their talents can actually improve the functioning of another, another person, it's really powerful. So much so that some of them actually have changed their career choices, have gone on to psychology or psychiatry or some other medical or mental health field. So can you give us a sort of a general idea of what Sense Theater sort of looks like from beginning to end? Sure. So first of all, Sense Theater is an intervention. It lasts 10 sessions. And in each session, it's about three and a half to four hours. So it's overall about a 40 hour intervention. In the beginning, we use a lot of theater techniques. We're getting used to each other. We're starting to better understand about things like improvisation and we kind of loosen everybody up with a joke time. Then we start learning a song together, usually on the very first day. And by the second week, everyone has been cast in a role um, in a show that we eventually will perform for the public. Over time, each of these sessions, we're learning about how to uh, engage with one another, how to challenge ourselves and take risks. We do improvisational activities. We do a lot with music and with movement that Lynn, as you know, a lot about and guide us through these processes. And then eventually this all culminates in a performance that we do for the families and also for the public. And it's a play that also has music. Um, I'm so glad you brought up music because I'm curious, you know, you could have gone through, the, you know, with a more typical traditional model of just, just a stage play, but what was it about music that made you want to incorporate it into Sense Theater? I think most of us are very, um, have a strong inclination to want to move when we hear music or get emotionally uh, uh, impacted by music. And so I think that having music within the program motivates a lot of the kids to get more involved than they would if we had maybe just a regular stage play, whether it was comedy or drama. It really brings a lot of the kids together, even those who don't sing. It kind of changes the, their own personal tempo. It brings people together. And quite honestly, it's a lot of fun. Can you tell me where you get your material? So the plays that we perform are actually ones that I write for the program. And one of the reasons I decided to do this is not only do I have a background in that, but we are able to then tailor the stories that we tell in a way that's especially meaningful for children with autism. So the themes that I choose are about belonging and acceptance and taking new challenges, being flexible, 
um, trying out things that you never thought that you would do. And it's also about development and some topics also about having social difficulties and things like that. So we kind of embed lessons for the children and quite honestly, for all of us, about things that really matter, things that we all need to be reminded of. And then especially we think that our kids with autism may need to learn a little bit more about. The good news is we do this also through humor, um, through some more honest storytelling with experiences that some of our kids might go through. And then of course we embed it with songs. So it's, we tell it in an uplifting way as well. And can you tell us a little bit about what you've learned? So the clinical research that we do is quite rigorous. We are looking at multiple domains of functioning for the kids to see whether or not they will change. In particular, social cognition is one of the areas we're especially interested in, things like face memory and theory of mind. We also want to see whether or not behavior changes. For example, the extent to which a child will actually interact and play with a child they've never met before. We also want to see if some of the skills that they learn might translate into the real world, so out in the community or the schools where their children are. And importantly, if we see changes in these areas, can we actually measure it in the brain? So are we able to use neuroimaging to be able to see whether or not these changes have reached that level? And so we are measuring across all of these different areas. And our research has shown changes in social cognition, behavior, functioning in the real world, as well as brain-based changes. From my casual observations, it just looks like they're just having so much fun. And I'm wondering about what kind of anecdotal things you might have heard from them about what their takeaways are. So I think that our children with autism are being exposed to a new environment. And some of them don't respond real well to novelty and some of these experiences. But it's kind of infectious when they see the peers that they are paired with engaging in some of these activities, improvisation, joke telling, some of the fun music exercises, Lynn, that you lead us in, that everybody else is doing it. And so that there's more of a tendency for them to join in. And meanwhile, they're discovering about themselves that they do have some of these talents that they didn't know they had. They get up in front of an audience and tell a joke and everybody's laughing and not at them, but they're just laughing with them. And they're having a great time having others respond to them in such a positive way. And so I think that it's giving them also more permission like the theater does so masterfully it allows us to behave in ways that everyday life may not allow. And so all of us feel a greater sense of freedom and gives us more permission to kind of take new chances and try things that we never thought we would do, including myself, like singing. <laughs> I'm wondering if um, the families have noticed any impact uh, in terms of behavior or just in just general quality of life? Have you heard any reports from family members about those things? Sure, we do follow up testing rigorously as part of the study, but we also hear from the parents in terms of their reports of what they see going on in the real environment. And 
many times they'll contact us and say that, for example, when they go back to school after having participated in Sense Theater, that they're much more engaging with their peers. There is more social initiation. They're starting to get involved in things at school like theater and after school activities. And so many of our kids, it does appear that some of this is translating into their real environment and having a lasting effect. It looks like many of the games also playing out and some of the testing that we do are being maintained. Well, that just sounds fascinating. And I'm just wondering what's next. Well, I'm very excited to report that we have been pretty consistently funded and supported not only by the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center, but also by the National Institute of Mental Health, NIMH. And in fact, we just got a brand new grant from them to study Sense Theater, not only in children and adolescents, which we're currently doing, but also now in adults with autism spectrum disorder. So currently that means that we'll have projects looking at youth with autism spectrum disorder in a multi-site randomized clinical trial that's ongoing. But soon, in fact, we hope to start recruiting in the fall of 2020 adults that are interested in participating in the Sense Theater program. Are there other ways that the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center um, supports your research? Absolutely. So the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center has been involved in nearly every aspect of our program, everything from recruiting to helping us create flyers, uh, the programs that we hand out at the performances, um, but also through one of their core services, through neuroimaging, we do what's called event-related potentials, and the ERP lab is uh, Vanderbilt Kennedy Center core service. Um, also, they promote our program and do media releases and uh, provide announcements to the public of our ongoing work as well as when we have publications to disseminate that to the autism community. Blythe, can you tell us a little bit more about the peers and how old they are? Are they age matched to the participants or are there some other ways sort of matched with them? So we include typical developing peers that are between the ages of roughly middle school, but mostly high school and young undergraduate students. While we would like to match exactly on age, what we found is this kind of high school students are sort of ideal expert models for some of our kids. Many of them come from area schools, such as University School of Nashville has been extremely supportive of our program but also some of the other schools in the community and theater programs as well. These are people who really have a strong interest to work with kids with developmental disabilities. And once they sign up, they also go through a full day training on autism, our particular sense theater model, and also have the opportunity to hear from adults on the autism spectrum, as well as some parents who have a child or an adolescent with autism spectrum disorder to get that broader perspective and experience so that they can work with our kids. And how old are the participants? So the participants current in our current youth project are between 10 to 16 years of age. And the participants who will be in our new project will be between the ages of 18 and 35 years. 
And are these mostly Nashvilleians or from the local Nashville area, or do you get people from other places? We do get people from other places. We've had some families that have traveled several hundred miles actually to participate. And occasionally we also get peers that come from other states in order to participate and learn. In fact, just recently we had a young person who traveled eight hours each way to serve as a peer for our Sense Theater program. And are any of your participants returners from year to year, or is this just a one-time availability for them? So we can only collect data on them for the research one time, but some of our kids have come back and have been cast actually as actors in some of the roles for the plays. In fact, one of the exciting things about the program is that we have found some exceptional talent in some of our children and adolescents some in terms of singing or acting and then others they just love it so much and they just want to come back and be part of the cast what what are your hopes and dreams for sense theater well i hope that more and more we can get it out into the community and so other sites around the country could also be implementing it uh, I regularly speak with theater directors and high school theater programs who are interested in the program. But I also would hope someday to actually have an ongoing theater, an actual space, and that we would be able to have an ongoing program. This would allow us not only to serve individuals who have autism, but also to be even more inclusive to have individuals, for example, with Down syndrome or Tourette syndrome, ADHD, or just a whole variety of, um, shall we say, different abilities to be able to participate and benefit from theater as a form of intervention. I would assume that most children this age um, would, would, would encounter theater in a school situation. Are the, is school theater an avenue for most people with disabilities? I think it really depends. They do need to have some extra support. And I think a theater program has to be willing to be open to having people with all different abilities in their program. And they have to be willing to provide that extra support, especially in the beginning when some of our children are very tentative and might be anxious and nervous. And that's where the peer support comes in to be able to get them through those initial sessions so that they realize that, oh, this can be fun. Other people, you know, are also struggling a little bit, but it, they're gonna bring me along. And so they give them enough opportunity so they can really realize that they have a voice and that they have a value within this setting. Can you envision a day where theater becomes a common intervention for people with autism? Admittedly, I just got the goosebumps <laughs> because I think it would be amazing uh, to be able to get to that point where it is a fully accepted form of intervention. I think when we get to that point, I think also more broadly, it will speak to this idea of how important arts are in our everyday lives and how they are an extremely vital and important form of communication, expression, and education. 
Is there anything else you would like us to know about Sense Theater? Well, I think what instead I would like is to ask you with your professional and personal opinion about, you know, we often are looking at the impact that Sense Theater has in terms of looking at the neuropsychological tests or asking parents to complete our questionnaires, but we don't have a full answer yet on why is Sense Theater working. We have some hypotheses and some ideas, but actually I'd like to ask you, Lynn, why do you think Sense Theater is making a difference in the lives of many of our children and adolescents with autism? I think um, just anecdotally and observationally, I think one of the things that Sense Theater provides is sort of a sense of organized chaos. <laughs> um, and, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, but for most people with autism, uh, one of the scariest things is a situation that is unpredictable or something that is somewhat chaotic and something where the outcome is unknown. And I think it's been, well, it's been fun to watch these, not only the, the, the Sense Theater program as a whole, sort of a sense of, in, in a sense of organized chaos, but even all of the little activities that we do, each one sort of provides a, a safe space for some unpredictability. Um, for instance, some of the theater games that you do, also the music games that I do often, I will um, use uh, uh, unpredictability as something that can be fun. And um, using, instead of using uh, a verbal response, just to use a body movement type response when they hear changes in something, um, to the point where I found it was been really interesting for me to watch these young people actually go from being frightened of change to actually embracing it and craving it on some level. Um, and it's, and I think it's being able to overcome that sense of unpredictability and uh, being able to see it as something that can be managed that really seems to build a lot of self-confidence in these young people. And so it's, it's been amazing to see, um, you know, at, at the beginning, some student who would hardly participate at all or who was afraid to say anything or afraid to get up on the stage or any of those things at the end of the program to just craving it and loving it and can't wait till next year and want to be uh, someone cast in a really more active role in the theater. So um, it's just magical in that way to watch. So I think that's, that to me is the magic of Sense Theater. Well, I love that. Kind of organizing creative chaos. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's a beautiful way to put it. I like that very much. Fantastic. Well, it's been so wonderful talking with you today and learning all about Sense Theater. And I wish you all the best for you have a summer session coming up. Well, we hope so. We'll see how things play out. Um, but in the meantime, we're really looking forward to our next session and also to kicking off the adult program. So, Sounds like great fun. We can't wait. I can't wait either. Thank you so much for asking these questions and taking such a strong interest in sense theater. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the promise of discovery. 
be sure to visit the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center website at vkc.vumc.org to learn more about today's episode. And tune in next time for more on the innovative research and intellectual and developmental disabilities from the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center.